This is the podcast where Nathaniel and I, we discuss a variety of different topics, mostly a lot of movies. And sometimes TV shows, but mostly movies. Yeah. And, um, you know, if anything else were to ever pique our interest, we would talk about that too. Uh, but in this case, we are going to talk about the hot movie. The hottest movie. Uh, maybe, oh. the, maybe the hottest movie of the year, honestly, at this point. Yeah, uh, except for Batman, you know. Um, as hot as that movie uh, was. No, but you see Doctor Strange making more money, making more, 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 more moolah <laughs> at the uh, box office. Some delicious moolah, which ensures that I will win the bet between me and Seth about who picks the next movie. Because Doctor What Sh- have you done? <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. What, what did you think, Nathaniel? Okay, so going into spoiler free... I think the the question that I have for spoiler-free and full spoilers is why the hate for this movie? And I have seen a lot of people online mm-hmm. really who are really cool on this. And if you look at Rotten Tomatoes or look at his reviews, people are really mixed about this movie. Mm-hmm. And this movie had a huge opening at the box office, but one of the steepest dives which Oof. indicates that the word of mouth was not super strong yeah. coming off the movie. And yeah. so the question is, why the hate for this movie? Because it's a horror film, Nathaniel, and not everyone is behind it. Horror films, I- I'm surprised is even a genre. There are so few people who like it. I-, I mean, I guess I know enough people who like it to where it's sustainable. But you're asking a group of superhero-loving nerds to enjoy a horror film. And those don't mix, I don't think, with audiences. Yeah, that's interesting because – so uh, uh, this morning on Facebook, I threw up a qu- the question, why the hate for Doctor Strange? Can uh-huh. you tell me why? Not because – because I want to like beat anybody into the dust or, or no, make fun no. of anybody. Like I'm generally curious Explain why, don't want, why don't people <laughs> like this because I don't think just saying that it, that it has those horror elements is enough to justify it. And really? I've gotten, so I got some feedback. Yeah. I've seen on the web uh, some different arguments, and there are a lot of different angles about why this movie is is unpopular with so many people. Okay. Which, in my opinion, I really enjoyed the movie. <laughs> I've got some caveats, but I really, really liked it. Definitely top 10, maybe top, 10, not top 6 MCU movies so far. I'm not entirely surprised. I didn't think you were initially going to like it. But I, I know you have a soft spot in your heart for Sam Raimi. I <laughs> I do love the Spider-Man trilogy. And I couldn't help but feel some of that Sam Raimi come out in this film. Yeah, so I, I think that might be leaning towards some of your bias there. Or, or, or why you why you came away liking it so much. It, it's a highly, highly stylized film. And I my guess is that's kind of what kept you very engaged during the film and, and what you enjoyed about it. You know, I, I it was hard for me to put put together what why I like this film. I think I compare this film most of the of the other MCU move, other MCU movies to Captain America: Civil War. Okay, it's it's very stuffed. Yep. Um, but it's very well it's very well paced at the same time. There's a lot of action that goes on, yep. the plot moving even from the very first scene and definitely the very first fifteen minutes. The stakes are clearly set. You know why. Doctor Strange is doing what he's doing, right? This girl, it's this girl that he has to be protect mm-hmm. from being killed, essentially. Yep. And 
you know right away that Doctor Strange might be tempted to use his powers in an inappropriate way. So you get that from the very first scene mm-hmm. in the movie. Yep. Um, and it, so you have this tension from from the get go that lasts through the very end of the movie through two hours. There's lots of um, I wrote it down here. There's lots of really cool cameos in the movie. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh-huh. And there's that scene that's very similar to the airport scene. Not not quite as as long or as cool as the airport scene, but there's definitely that one scene where where they get a bunch of characters together um, to fight. Um, there's uh, just a lot of cool action, some twists, and everything just works really well. There's some things that don't make sense, yep. as in with Civil War, right? Yep. yep. Civil War, the plot can be a little thin at times, <laughs> but the the villain's really good. Everything clicks t- together in a really great way, and I just think the movie's really watchable, a lot of fun, really entertaining. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's perfect, but it's 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 good as far as I'm concerned. Okay, I, so I, I'm curious to know what the audience reaction was that you got on your poll. Yeah. So, so out of the most you know common reasons that you found, what, what was like one of the most like the main reason out of all of them? The majority of the people didn't like it because. All right, I, I'm gonna just read you a couple of reviews here. Okay. And okay. Some, okay. Some, of, some of the that I got from the reaction from my poll, and some of the reaction that I got um, just reading Rotten Tomatoes. So some users. Okay. Um, okay. So Michael D gives the movie two stars. Bear with me for here. He says, A terrible blunder. Despite huge potential with some very meaningful themes and great actors, this movie is a mess of overly complicated and poor plot twists and all too often cheesy special effects. People in the audience were audibly laughing at strange Frankenstein, other self, and the cheesy lines that came out of its misshapen mouth as well as the (laughs) spoiler, which the whole movie ended on in one of the silliest final shots of any movie. Sort of like Wonder Woman 2, 1984, this movie tries to cram in too many plots, too much action, and too many cheesy hooks to be a meaningful movie. For the first hour, we said, okay, this has potential. For the second hour, we asked, where is this going? And the last hour, we, it was a jumbled mess where it went off the rails. Um, it's interesting how this, how this person had three hours when the movie is just over two. Yeah, right. <laughs> but okay, all right. I was about to say, I don't think it was that long. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, It was just over two hours. This wasn't Uh, Batman. No, no, it was not. (laughs) All right, that was Michael. Here's Michelle, gave it one star. Oh, wow. Was one of the worst movies I have ever seen. Horrible director. Shame on Disney. Dishonored Marvel. So disappointed. At one point, I thought I was watching the horror movie Carrie. Are you pushing evilness? Question mark. I am so relieved I don't have young children. Come on now. Everyone I know feels the same. Now, both of those were for Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. So, on my, on my poll, I, so I got a couple of responses, and mm-hmm. they were like, you know what? I didn't like the movie because of the character themes and the character arcs of Doctor Strange and of the villain and how those things kind of ended up with and what are they actually trying to communicate. And so, it was very much a, uh, right, I don't like the character arc. I don't like where that ended up at. I don't like how the writers resolved it. It seemed like it was... Um, uh, kind of on the evil side instead of the good side. Really? Um, and so uh, you, I think just people are, are not connecting with the movie or, or they're drawing out some things and that's the thing that they're hanging on to. And holistically, they're yeah. just not getting drawn in. And so for a variety, variety of different reasons. I know my sister saw it and she was kind of disgusted with how violent the movie was. It was. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's My it's, sister also. Oh, yeah. So what'd she say? The, the eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> I think she was like, yeah, after the eyeball, I was just out. 
And I was like, yeah. I kind of get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there were, there were definitely some moments in the, in the movie where I looked away because there's some gnarly stuff that happens in the film. Yeah. And it's a shame because I really would like to show this movie to my wife, but I'm not going to because I know she's going to hate it. Yeah. Because um, there's, there's multiple scenes where some pretty gnarly stuff happens on screen. It, yeah. Uh, and so that's one of my two biggest complaints with the movie is is definitely how violent it is mm-hmm. it, it definitely keeps me from recommending the movie to a lot of people yeah and then the other thing is some of the occultic nature of the film which i'm sure we'll talk about more mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. those are uh, right those are my personal drawbacks um and i can see why other people have other drawbacks but for me like this movie's pretty good uh, outside of those things in my opinion man yeah i i, I it's, yeah, it's got that strong story. It's got a lot working for it, and it's got a lot working against it. And I think you kind of hit it right on the nose. It's it's going to be the horror aspects that really draw people away from it. It's it's that grisly, you know. It's the it's the demons. It's the um, it's the black magic basically that is taking place. It's the uh, the the possession of other people <laughs> right yeah yeah it, th- that is like dark stuff and it's just borderline like ee, like it's a comic book yeah. but like you're you you know you're talking about stuff that is 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 pretty dark in nature yeah and, and so that, that that was kind of a, a personal thing for me to overcome when i was kind of look, watching it. it was just like how much of this am I okay with? Mm-hmm. Just like watching it and enjoying it, you know? Yeah. How serious is it? And so by the second watch, it it was uh it was actually a lot easier on the second watch. Mm-hmm. Um to the point where a lot of the jump scares became very funny, actually. Okay. <laughs> Especially some of the darker humor that comes out of like uh, like one of the cameos dying mm-hmm. in a rather comedic way. Okay. Um, the ribbons and then the yeah, yeah, the yeah. little yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. it's actually really funny <laughs> <laughs> and so like the first time around it's like whoa like the kids it has a lot of shock value um, a lot of the jump scares have a lot of shock value but when you know it's coming and then it happens it's actually kind of comedic okay and a lot of it is meant to be comedic comedic um, so yeah I I I I guess I'm I wouldn't be surprised at the the division. Between those who like it and those who don't like it, and I think that both sides have very strong cases to make, and there's no there's no right answer, right? If you're if you're okay with all of those um, with the horror elements, if you enjoy horror element elements, I, I actually highly would recommend this film. Um, for those who don't like horror elements, like you said, you're not going to show it to your wife because she just wouldn't enjoy it. You right. know, as good of a movie as it is, that's just not for her. So I I think that's where this. Um, this movie is ultimately going to end up. It's going to end up probably, you know, on the, on the five dollar movie rack in Walmart someday, because there just isn't enough people who like that type of film for it to be regarded as, you know. Yeah, no pun intended, but I think this movie might end up being one of like the the cult movie for some Marvel fans, right? This is going to be. The film that they like. In fact, I know there's some reviewers, popular YouTubers, yeah. who are like, "Oh man, I just love the violence. <laughs> I love the violence." And I'm like, "Like, I don't like that." So but. actually, I can, I'm gonna. I actually have two reviews for this movie from Rotten Tomatoes. Um, one of mine, that kind of echoes what you're saying there. Um, Candace McMillan, who writes for Seattle Redefined, 
uh, gave it a rotten score, but she says this what? Doctor Strange sequel, possibly the next great Halloween cult classic, uh, will get many unintended laughs and eye rolls. The whiplash from this chaotic journey will have many hesitant for another Strange saga anytime soon in this universe or any others. But yeah, I kind of agree. It might this I I might pull this how uh, this uh, this flick out for Halloween because Daniel really likes watching Halloween movies, so it's up there with um, Sleepy Hollow or dark shadows or you know oh, whoa. <laughs> oh man i hope better than dark shadows but okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah but you know it, it's those it's those edgy films that i think this the film will will fit into okay. in the long run yeah all right what's your other review <laughs> we'll, we'll get there okay <laughs> so uh I, I like i said i'm torn because it's it's tough for me being in the theater really enjoying myself and going yeah. this is a blast but also knowing that i can't recommend the movie uh to most people yeah because of that um and i it might be like a guilty pleasure where like <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm gonna watch dr strange and the multiverse of madness <laughs> and uh might be just, just watching it by myself here late night and because you know i i can't can't really share that with my wife or, 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 or too many people that I know. She, she walks in, what are you doing? You shut the laptop. <laughs> nothing! Nothing! <laughs> so definitely, like, major, definitely in the top third of all Marvel films that have come out for me. Really? Um, really refreshing. Really happy to see two good Marvel films back-to-back with Spider-Man and now Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, uh, and um, I heard some people, you know, were criticizing Marvel by... You know, I hope because like people just don't like when Marvel does something different. Like they don't like the new these horror aspects or other things, mm-hmm. this violent aspect of Doctor Strange, and they didn't like what they did with uh, the Eternals. I'm like, oh no 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 no, two different things, <laughs> two different <laughs> things. One was absolute dreck, and the other one's quite good. <laughs> what what did Eternals do? That was anything different? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was just super long and super boring. Yeah. Uh, so if that's if that's new or different, yeah, from Marvel flick, I guess. And viewer, if you missed it. Um, uh, our podcast. Our podcast was vastly more entertaining than Eternals. So if you missed it, go back and watch that or listen to that one. Yeah, yeah definitely. Our take on the Eternals. All right, what's your final uh, thoughts? Spoiler free. Spoiler free. Um, yeah, I, I recommend to people who you know who who will like it. Um, uh, Ethan and uh and and uh, his girlfriend Destiny, I think are going to really like it. Ethan is he's not on the Marvel train, also not on the horror train, but. I think it's he he does like the stylized films a bit, so I think he would like it, and I highly recommended it to his girlfriend Destiny because, um, she's a big fan of horror films, and so this is kind of a unique you know it's a superhero, which is the more popular genre mashed with horror. Yeah, I think quite well actually, yeah. so I think she would really enjoy it. So you know, if you know someone who would like it, they're really gonna like it. I think. Yeah. So yeah, what about you? Final thoughts. Yeah, no, I uh, think it's good. All right, let's move in. All right, full spoilers. Uh, I'm going to just tell you a little story. Did okay. You, at one point, I was at this work function, and uh, this woman who was the head of commercial underwriting, she actually thought I looked like Benedict Cumberdatch. I see it. Which, uh, yeah, there you go. So. <laughs> you could do it. If we uh, if we ever wanted to do like a little, uh, like a... A mock film or something like that. Yeah, you totally pull that off. Play that. Yeah, I've also been accused of looking like Grant Gaston from The Flash too, but uh, not in a while. But. Less so. Maybe so. <laughs> um, 
you keep saying that you feel like this is a a, a film with horror elements, and I I guess I, I have a hard time with that. Uh-huh. Um, and I was okay with a lot of it, for example, because in the very beginning of the movie, right, um, they're just shooting bolts of energy at each other. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. kind of seems pretty par for the course with most Marvel films, you mm-hmm. know, beams of light. And then, right, she gets trapped in this um, mirror prison. Mm-hmm. That could be anything, right? We saw that in the first Doctor Strange movie or in Spider-Man, you know, with the weird interdimensional kaleidoscope thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then there's this moment when, you know, she's reaching up through the puddles and the reflections and things like that. Uh-huh. And maybe that's a little bit horror, but if you just divorced that scene from the movie, I feel like maybe maybe it was shot in a way that it was a little that it was scarier but i didn't think it was like that like that eh. that was it actually uh, yeah the, the style uh, especially of the camera work um maybe so but i guess the thing that didn't make me scared like if mm-hmm. i see a trailer for it or something like that yeah. i'm more like i'm gonna turn this off i do not like horror at all i don't like oh, that at all sure. right not for me so when I, so that when i say that it was like i wasn't that scared it was because the monster in the movie wasn't just trying to like murder people for no reason or anything like that like you you felt like you knew the 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 motive and the objective and they were just trying to save this one particular person and and that that made it less of a unstoppable monster and more of a and just it felt it felt different it didn't feel scary to me yeah um and even when uh, Wanda is still kind of like walking around with like a zombie, <laughs> she wasn't actually a zombie though. It was just that you know she was that determined and that just hideous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't until you know Doctor Strange gets all undead <laughs> with the Dementors flying around that I was like, I'm not okay with this. Yeah. I that's crossing the line. I thought. Really? Uh, yeah. That for me was where it was like, I don't feel good watching this anymore. <laughs> um, Why? Why is that? Um, because I, I think that, that that really is like an occultic type thing. This, you know. Possessing a dead possessing body? Possessing like, yeah, uh, undead Frankenstein esque with the power of demons alongside of it and like, you know, resting demons for your power. And, and it was like. Even like the possession, like, like you've seen people mind control other people in yeah, other yeah, yeah. other flicks, and even that wasn't like okay, it's it's telepathy called dreamwalking, right? right? Even that didn't it didn't strike me as like too terrifying or occultic as much as that uh, you know right demon possession undead thing did. Yeah, I mean, like the basic idea is like it's really multiversal, right? You're possessing, you're you're basically just like tapping into yourself and in, in another multiverse right yeah exactly right right so like that in itself is like that's not part of the occult because the occult aren't a bunch of nerds they're just <laughs> you know what i <laughs> right, mean right like like i would if you're bringing somebody back from the dead that obviously is like a cult but that's not really what happened it, it's kind of like you know he just kind of possessed himself in a zombie form right it, it did seem like there was something a little bit unholy about it <laughs> when i was watching it i mean maybe i'm the only one who got that feeling but uh maybe so maybe so a little bit a little bit but um yeah I, I think once i started thinking about it more it's like well you know you're possessing yourself just in another multiverse that's just kind of an abstract idea i felt like it was removed enough where i think after thinking about it it's like it's not that bad but um the demons swirling around was definitely like yikes okay speaking of um yeah spiritual 
uh, oh, that was in, uh, we, we, when we just reviewed Moon Knight. We were talking about the spiritual aspect. It's like, well, wait, where are those demons from? I have no <laughs> idea, right? They so, came out of nowhere. Yeah. They came out of the eyeballs. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 there's some interesting stuff in the movie, and I know some people had a problem with this, but uh, Doctor Strange, one of the themes in the movie is he has this god complex uh-huh. that he's like, yeah, I can basically break the rules and do whatever I want for the greater good, mm-hmm. and there's not to say there's no consequences, but the ends justify the means. Yeah. You know, I can kind of do whatever I want because yeah. it's okay. And, and you see in the in the alternate reality that there definitely are some consequences to him being as bad and, and doing kind of whatever he wants. And um, and this is pointed out to me today. One of the commenters is that, right, uh, America Chavez said, says that this Doctor Strange is different. Yeah. Really, though? <laughs> really, <laughs> you know, willing to use the the dark hold, which I thought was a which was a great scene because I thought that was a great uh, place for his character to end up. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I'm in a tough spot, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep going down the rabbit hole it's, of using it's, whatever. It's the only way, right? <laughs> that that was a part of the movie where I felt like it didn't wrap up enough. There's supposed to be consequences, and it's not supposed to be you just getting a third eye, right? Uh-huh. What are the consequences of using the dark hole? I thought that the third eye was like going to be the indication of the consequences. Because right. when I saw that at the end of the movie, it's like, all right, now now the Piper is coming. You know, now he's going to get his due. Yeah. Um, and then there's this stupid scene, and I hate it. I hate it so much because it almost ruined the experience. Because like Charlie's Theron showed up. I mean, I don't mind Charlie's Theron, but but Doctor Strange is like, yep, ready for another adventure, dude, with my third eye. <laughs> dude, 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 dude. Right, exactly. Like, wait, wait, wait! You just undid everything you did with that final shot in the movie. Um, I, I don't know. I, because then it, it made it seem like, oh, maybe there are no consequences for the worst possible occultic things. I I think what is what is kind of um, suggested in what corrupts you when you use the dark hold is is the the allure of the perfect you in another dimension or multiverse that you can tap into, right? Because that's what the dark hold was primarily used for was this um, dream walking or whatever, where you can you can go and you can possess the body of someone else, another alternate of you who is in a much better situation than you are that has everything that you could ever want. Yeah. And it's much better for you over there. And so it's kind of like the grass is greener on the other side, but that kind of corrupts you. It's mm-hmm. uh, to... To, to have that greed um, or that that um, that um, uncontentedness in your heart is really what corrupts you. And so... Well, and I guess that fits with the movie because, you know, are you happy is right. the question that it gets asked right away. By the Darkhold users. Um, but even... He gets asked earlier in the movie, maybe by Christine, asks him at the wedding, oh, that's are true. you happy? Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Right, right, and so and so for Doctor Strange, it's always been it's set up that he is happy with Christine, but it also seems like his character he Doctor Strange never ends up with Christine right. to begin with. So for Wanda, it's like she's corrupted because there is another version of her out there that has kids, so she's not happy where she is now. But for Doctor Strange, he is content, and the Darkhold doesn't corrupt him because he knows. He's never ended up with Christine. So the Darkhold doesn't have as much temptation for him. Because what use of is it to him if he can't possess someone who 
has what he thinks he wants, right? But he, it's still, he's got to get his devil's due for using it to begin with because he knew he shouldn't have used it. Right, and... right, right. That's what I'm saying is that it didn't feel like that consequence factored in for him right, yeah. when it really should have. I was like, oh, he's using it. He's going to be fine because he's using it for a good purpose. Right, right, right. It had that feeling where... I wish it would have had the feeling with oh he's doing something bad and he's kind of corrupting himself by doing it right right and maybe maybe they'll do that with the later uh, next movie but with with Marvel movies I know we've talked about this it's sort of like you you have this end credit scene where you set up something uh-huh. and then you completely resolve it five minutes into the movie the next movie <laughs> yeah. for example it, do you remember uh, Thor of the Dark World yeah where um, Loki has taken the shape of Odin. You know, yeah. sitting on the throne, and when you're in the movie theater, you go, "Oh man, I wonder what's going to happen." And then they, Taki Waititi resolves it by, you know, um, he's Odin. And he's Get Odin. out! <laughs> <laughs> it was like, "Hey man, I don't really want to tell this story. I want to tell my own story." <laughs> uh, yeah. So, or or it looks like the new Thor is going to have new eyes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, it's like, hey, you know, he lost his eyes. So now he's going to have an eye patch for the rest of it. Oh, <laughs> you know, because he, he gets the eye patch after Thor Ragnarok. And he has that for about three seconds before he gets the mechanical eye. Right, right. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of a fan that they're able to do that just because it's like, I didn't really want to see Loki be Odin. Um, that would have no, been interesting. But it, but it, it was it, like... It seemed like a cool reveal, but it went nowhere, right? It, right, it had no right. larger implications. And I think that was kind of my... Kind of my beef whenever Marvel does these five types of things. They try to get you hyped for the next thing, by, but then you completely undo the yeah. next thing. It's like when the next Spider-Man movie comes out. It's like how long before Zendaya remembers who Spider-Man is. <laughs> and then they, they undo that. Right, right. The yeah. next writer for Doctor Strange is going to write out that third eye somehow. <laughs> just so he doesn't have to. <laughs> just so the visual effects artists don't go on strike. We are not putting the third eye in every single shot. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, what do you think about the villain of this movie? convincing for once um and uh, mostly convincing <laughs> i i'm surprised that she didn't try at least reasoning with america chavez <laughs> mm-hmm. like yeah like hey you know like she could even be mildly threatening like look i have i have children <laughs> <laughs> i want to see my children you open portal for me I will not hurt you. <laughs> Figure it out, you know? <laughs> right. Like, she didn't even try that approach. Right. It was, I must kidnap child. Right. Why? Oh, this is full on Russian. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I mean? So, Dr. Strange, she tries to negotiate with her um, at the village. And it wasn't the, you know, Wanda, we can figure out a way to get you maybe to see your cat. <laughs> it's like maybe you could tap into to America's power some other way besides just killing lots of sorcerers and you know killing the girl it's like you know was there is there any other problem solving before, instead of just having this two-minute conversation where Dr. Strange totally flops you know his like his mediation skills just are terrible I'm sorry. that was bad some of what he said was very instigating yeah exactly <laughs> yeah I mean she had the dark hold. And, and we could see, like, you don't have to just, like, take over someone else's body in another dimension. Because she was separated from her multi, multi 
dimensional body at some point because right. it was behind the staircase or whatever. Yeah. So, so like, I don't know, maybe she could communicate with herself. She would have been like, hey, other Wanda, another version of yourself over here. And uh, this version of yourself didn't get kids, and I'm, I'm really sad. So, look, I, I have this magical object here, and you know what? For, like, 20 minutes a day... <laughs> <laughs> Would it be alright if I just took over? If if you let yourself take over another version of yourself, so that you could spend some time with the kids, would you be okay with that? And that other Wanda, probably super sympathetic, would probably say yeah. So so that would be the basis for the next, um, like the alternate what if, right? The, right. The, the next what if show. It's gonna be a horror God. show where the, well, the alternate dimension Wanda is gonna be waking up and she's gonna find her notes. You know, like that. she's communicating. Yeah. It's like, Wanda, this is me, Wanda. I just want to spend more time with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> the reason that you're tired and have a strap, an ankle strap to your bed. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but I thought Elizabeth Olsen just killed it. Oh, just killed it. Yeah. Um, and was was very convincing. And it, it, this was one of the best uses of a prior. Um, show or movie setting mm. up something yeah where i really think like some threads they just throw away but this felt like a direct sequel from two wandavision right where you understood what she was doing and this is really the the one advantage of the um the long-running tv show that the mcu is mm-hmm. is that you can step into a story right away mm-hmm. and already you don't have to establish the villain you already know what the villain wants and what they're going yeah. for um, and, and there's so much cool stuff with Wanda. Even there's that opening scene when they're in the, the orchard. Because um, I didn't know that Wanda was the villain going into the movie. Really? I know she was in the movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so, right, then then it all fades away, you know, right away to the dead forest with all the red. And it's yeah. like, yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> and I, I, I really like that. I, I thought the villain was great. Motivation was great. I thought... You know what she, the, all the things that she did to keep ratcheting up the tension. Yeah, like yeah, keep it up. I love it. Yeah, Wanda, Wanda's like whole, yeah, her whole character throughout the MCU, and there, there are few characters who do this as well as she does. Like Iron Man is one of them. Obviously, Captain America has a pretty good arc throughout his like all of the entire universe. But yeah, hers is pretty good. You know, when she starts out with her brother, and she's experienced a lot of loss. You know, it's a very heavy character. Like F, like. They've been ruthless to her. She's lost everybody, yeah. you know. Um, her brother, her family, her her first and only lover, her kids. I mean, you name it, she's lost it. Right. So, like, as an audience, it's like, we kind of get it yeah. going into this film. And uh, I don't know if you noticed it. Uh, I noticed it on the second time around when she is attacking the uh, the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. And she storms into their door. And they have those Ultron bots. Yeah. And she's, like, destroying them, right? When she walks in, there's one head that's laying on the ground, yeah, and it's talking, and like it, it's it's harmless, but out of spite, she goes pop and pops it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was a good moment for sure. Lots of good moments uh, in there. I, I think Wanda's the first was one of the first MCU characters that I've liked more as the MCU has gone on. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't a huge fan of her, but then the more the more we get of her, the more I like her and more yeah. I'm just engaged by her, uh-huh. as opposed to someone like Loki. Who I like less now, mm-hmm. or someone like Sam Wilson, who I like less after his show, mm-hmm. and I just I think the, the, what they're doing with her is really great, and it's one of, it's one of the first characters that I, I wish would I don't know, kind of come back um, if 
I don't know if she's gone or not. But I know movie contracts tend to reveal this. I haven't done any research on if she's contracted to do any more. But I mean, we're in the vault multiverse now. You know, it's. I mean, we already know there's another Wanda out there. Right. That's been involved now. You know, I. I I, I honestly didn't take that ending as the end of Wanda's story. Mm-hmm. I, it's the end of the Wanda that we have grown up to know, but. There's another one out there who probably had the same, most of the same experiences, you know? Yeah. So I can't help but feel like she's probably going to come back. Yeah. All right. And since we're talking about multiverse uh, Wanda, I want to um, go somewhere, uh, a different place. And I want to call the segment Adventures in the Multiverse. (laughs) (laughs) Because this is, and this is a bit of a little rabbit hole. Okay. Um, in Loki, there is the sacred timeline, right? right? And if there are any deviants from the sacred timeline, they're they're pruned, mm-hmm. right? And um, so in Loki, he goes to the pruning place, you know, the world beyond the the void, and it's you know he sees all he sees Black Loki and Alligator Loki and Old Loki and Young Loki and Female Loki, and right. and he actually he asks them, "Have you, you ever met a female Loki?" No, there's never been a female Loki before, um, and it's it's bizarre because the only Loki that would exist would be like a white Loki. Who would actually be blue because he's a frost giant, right. or a female Loki, because they are, because any other circumstances is they wouldn't be like that, right? Because of if the whole multiverse theory is that one change changes everything, and mm-hmm. we have this huge split. Well, one change is Loki wouldn't be born, right? And and this whole idea of having an alligator Loki and a black Loki is just ridiculous. Like it would just be male and female. And you would think that every time there's a deviant, every time that there was a, a baby girl Loki born, they would get like pruned immediately. Like that would be the deviation that would create a separate branch of reality because the sacred timeline would only tolerate that male Loki because he has to fulfill all those responsibilities to preserve the sacred timeline. Does that make sense? Yes, but no, because I think <clears throat> in, in Loki it's established that the, the sacred timeline is only um the, 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 there aren't branches allowed right whatever's inside of your timeline that has to happen happens and so if you deviate from what's supposed to happen then you get that's what what gets pruned basically but <clears throat> each of those timelines is like a band and you can stack all the bands with all the multiverses together and that's the sacred timeline right they're not allowed to interact with one another they're all in the same way they're not allowed to branch or anything like that right but there are alternate realities there are other multiverses that are happening simultaneously along the the sacred timeline i'm not sure how that's how that goes but okay i'll take your word for it and but the other reason i want to bring this up is that in this movie the multiverses everyone is just a complete copy of themselves right um mm. in terms of uh hayley atwell is still hayley atwell uh sure. the captain captain america captain britain right yeah um it's the same person there it wasn't male Haley atwell who's captain britain right it wasn't some it was black version or someone who was uh disabled or or well, like captain marvel it wasn't it was uh the not captain danvers but her co-pilot yeah, right who right who got the power which is bizarre because that person i would think would be like 40 or 50 by that time because that movie takes place in 2022 captain marvel takes place in like 1995 
Oh, interesting. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay, but, but, but even Brie Larson doesn't age, so maybe getting the, the power makes you not age. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. whatever. But, <laughs> um, but you have this idea that maybe that, that Reed Richards, that John Krasinski, is going to be in the Earth 616 timeline as mm-hmm. John Krasinski. Right. So I'm like, okay, so which is it? Is the multiverse really varied where you can have a black Loki and an alligator Loki mm-hmm. and a girl Loki? Or is the multiverse very strict in that if you exist at all, you would exist the closest version to yourself as you would in your counterpart because your, your parents would still have to be the same, right? Think about this. Surely, surely Kevin Feige must have thought of this question, right? <laughs> uh, well, well and, and, okay. and I think you have a very good point. But I think, think, think about it this way, that those with more chaos in their character can vary wider than those with less chaos. Um, right, but uh, that would have huge ripples, though, that would collapse um, things in making huge splits. Interesting thing about the people who'd be born. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have massive implications. Like you see the, the universe where Doctor Strange does terrible things. Right. Um, right. To basically collapse the whole timeline, uh-huh. and that he's the he's the only one left, right? And and so the things that you would do would would, would splinter heavily, and if you think about the even just the effects that you do on a day to day basis, a, a few changes here or there means hey maybe you don't marry your wife, marry maybe you marry somebody else, and then your kids don't exist, or you'd have different kids, but not those kids, right? Um, and then but and those kids would not look like, um, the other kids that you would have had in an alternate reality, so. If you were to say, look, my father is this person, and so I'm going to go, I'm going to flip realities to when my father married somebody else, like, you wouldn't exist in that reality. Right. It would have to be that same reality where you would be married to your current wife, and you would have that same child, but, but just make different decisions. And then you would be you'd be similar, but any other decisions is you probably wouldn't even be born at all. You probably wouldn't have another alternate self to jump to. Right, right, right. And, and you're going pretty deep into it. Like, you, you do have to kind of suspend your disbelief a little bit. <laughs> I, I agree. I just, wait, want, wait. I just want to dump on Loki because I hate it. <laughs> really? I hate, I, I hate the multiverse theory in Loki so much. I, I much rather, I'd much rather embrace the multiverse theory in this one um, because less less hinges on it. Like, in Loki, they want you to make you think, like, oh, it's so smart. And, you know, the, you know, the f- sacred timeline and, and things might f- fracture and free will and predestination and uh, blah, 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 blah. and uh whereas this movie is like you just accept it as it is the world's completely different and there's some parallels but not that many i think they i think they fit pretty well especially when you look at like especially in the very like in dr strange you see that some characters can vary kind of widely from their other counterparts like um what's his face um his his friend who uh, invited? Who took him to Mordo, the? Yeah. Uh, Mordo. 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 Yeah. Mordo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mordo is not as bad as he was in the other one. He's still not very good in this movie in in the, with his ultimate yeah. self. But he's he's better, right? Yeah. He at least maybe does, isn't as corrupted as the other one was. Um, but um, very similar though. Even even um, Haley Atwell, uh, Peggy Carter, very similar, right? If she would have gotten the serum. Right. Instead of Captain America, uh-huh. you'd expect her to end up like that. Um, right. Professor X is very similar to the character in whatever universe 
The X-Men movies. Right, right, right. Are, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and especially for Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange varies very little. Right. Across, and that's kind of a point that's made, is that you strangers are all alike. Right. Right? Um, but um, Wanda's vary kind of widely. Right? Because, um, she, because she has her kids, who are not different from what we saw in WandaVision, what she came up with. Right. That means that somehow Vision must have survived the um, the Avengers Infinity War must have survived the the Infinity right. War right. Um, he's missing somewhere else in these yeah. events right. Yeah, but maybe so. But but although why weren't they Android children? That's the weird thing. Uh, I'm not sure. Okay, all right. yeah, it's, it's, it's right. The, the, the Mindstone gave him uh, yeah. biological properties. <laughs> yeah, I get, well, it's like kind of like just roll with it, right? The movie has definitely has plot holes and. No, I well, yeah. I mean, it's it's all explained by by the multiverse. Like any any one thing uh, changes the, the course multiverse. of events, <laughs> right? Right. So you can you can you can have any like that's I think why the why they made what if like they probably weren't like you know what we need to make an entertaining show and we're gonna use animation. They were probably like you know what we need to get people used to this multiverse thing. Right. Anything can happen, yeah. right? And any one thing can change the course of events that make you know any of these things happen. So. I think generally speaking, the way I see it is the rules of the multiverse are that there's an element of predestination where a certain person, a superhero, will always happen inside of this universe. That mantle uh, could be taken but, up but by... But that, 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 that presupposes that everything is moving on at the same timeline and that changes are only being made within 20 or so years. Because when, once you go like another layer down, let's say that the Germans won World War Two, right? Things would would drastically change for the generations above, right? Right. So so right, so, right. so so th- those timelines are the exact same in those two multiverses, right? And that's mm. how it works. Sacred timeline. Sure. No, no, yeah. well, just just that they're all taking place in 2022. Is, right. like, is what I'm saying for all these characters. They're, they're, they're the interacting at the exact same age with each other. Not necessarily. Very similar. Very, well, very, we saw very dinosaurs. When we, when we see dinosaurs, when they're when they're breaking through That's the multiverse, true. but that fractures. would be that would be like if they if they um, kept existing, if they kept existing, right? There was no big the ash meteor, yeah, in meteor right there. Kevin Feige wiped world, them out or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Whatever. So okay, that's an interesting theory. That's just. I'm, try, I'm just. I'm trying to reconcile. So. I'm trying to reconcile. Man, how this makes sense? And maybe we're diving sure. too deep into it. Like I like I said, I like the movie. I just want to. Don't, I don't want to think about it too much. <laughs> and maybe I'm thinking about Loki too much because I really don't like Loki. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. But yeah, that, that's kind of how I'm reconciling. It, is that th- these characters must exist? Doctor Strange must exist. Captain Marvel must exist. Right now in the multiverse, who takes up those mantles? Can fluctuate and maybe some of the outcomes of these characters can fluctuate and some of the personalities can fluctuate now i think it's interesting that loki because he's the god of mischief he varies so widely that he can end up as an alligator right in many of these circumstances but in most circumstances you know strange is strange and wanda's wanda and you know like these people are more static across their multiversal selves right so i think in my mind that plays out fine um, but I understand, you know, maybe, uh, maybe you don't like that logic as so much, so much. Right. It's, it's not quite as consistent. Yeah. We'll have to see how the multiverse develops in the MCU. That's true. Yeah. But un- un- until we see more of the MCU, this has been Adventures in the Multiverse. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, what uh, else you got? Um, so there were a couple. I, 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 it was weird because I, I was kind of thinking there was more cameos than there actually were. Um, but what was uh, what was your favorite cameos that that you saw? Uh, well, my best for the movie was definitely John Krasinski as mm. as uh, Mr. Fantastic. And I think the reason it's my best is because this is like the best way that studios can listen to fans. Yeah. And it's it's not like the fans are running the studio, but it's that the the, the studio is is in touch with with what the fans are it's are fan thinking. Service. Yeah. And and <laughs> but it's done in a really cool way. And that I didn't know John Krasinski was going to be in it. I knew that uh-huh. people have been clamoring for him to be Mr. Fantastic for a long time. And when he showed up on screen, I'm like. That's so cool. I'm really <laughs> glad to see that. And that was definitely my favorite of the cameos. There was other cool stuff. Like, it was cool to see the the guy playing Black Bolt reprising his role from the terrible Inhuman show. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I, I, I think that was my favorite cameo. And definitely my best for the movie. Yeah. What yeah, about yeah. you? I, I think mine was about the same. And I was very encouraged to see the, you know, Fox and, and Sony starting to give up and relinquish their power over those characters to Disney. Um, I... I really wish at this point that maybe they had held off on the Civil War flick because, Mm -hmm. you know, after this whole multiversal thing, if you can push more mutants into it and then you could have a Civil War, that would make for a real epic film. Yeah. And honestly, that would probably be the best format for a Marvel TV show. That's true. Instead of a film. That is true. Yep. Yep. 26 26 series. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, actually, um, Kevin Feige, if you're listening. You will get to that point. You eventually, you'll own all characters, all the Marvel characters, and you'll be thinking, "Oh, I wish, I wish I didn't do this Civil War movie." Well, you can still do it. You can still do it because it's the multiverse. You can do anything, <laughs> and you can do a fifty-two episode series in which you highlight every major important character in each of them, and you can tell the greatest story ever told in, in cinema. You spent what was it, two hundred fifty? Was it billion with the B on Endgame? No, just a million. Million? Oh, okay. So two hundred fifty million, half, half a billion in total on the two end uh, on the two Avengers yep. movies, right? All right. Double that budget. Double it. Make a TV show, right? One hour every week for an entire year, an entire year. Imagine the saga of the people who are alive during this time, discussing what it was like living for an entire year, watching this cinematic journey unfold. It would be incredible, and uh, you would be hailed as the greatest producer ever. All right, that's my pitch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, I, I'm going to touch on my worst of this film. All right. And I know I've told you about this, uh, but I am over ancient weapons <laughs> being used in superhero warfare. Because we have now seen this in Shang-Chi, where they go to Tello. And they fight with bows and arrows against the, the demon creatures. Yeah. It's like, I hate that so much. Like, with advanced civilization and... Yeah, you're supposed to be... You're so advanced, more than us. <laughs> and you're fighting with bows and arrows. And then, in uh, Black Panther, in super advanced civilization, amazing technology, and they're fighting with, with spears and little <laughs> little shield capes and war elephants. Or not war, war rhinos. Um, <laughs> And now we have the sorcerers, and they're fighting with also staffs 
and bows and arrows. Oh, bows and, yeah, bows and arrows. Bows and and arrows, little, yeah. uh, little, little cannon things. Oh, they were glowing. <laughs> it's like, I, I, I hate that so much. And when I saw it, I was, I was just cringing in the movie theater, wishing that someone would have more creativity. It's like... It's like what they want to honor other cultures, like they want to honor African cultures mm-hmm. and Chinese cultures and whatever culture is in uh, Doctor Strange. And the way that they think, like, <laughs> representation is, is like with a bow and arrow, <laughs> with, a, <laughs> with a little knife. That's how that's how they fight. Like, ah, uh, so bad. Please stop. At least it was in the beginning of the movie instead of the end. Yeah. Man, I really get what you're saying, but I, I feel like they're just... <laughs> Bullets are just too easy, and they're not cool enough, you know? They, they, they use, like, they, spells and weird things, but don't use stupid swords. That's true. Spells would have been a lot cooler. And I, I'm actually kind of surprised, like, the only spell they were able to conjure up was a shield spell. Yeah. That was it. That's all they <laughs> teach their disciples there, is the shield spell. And the sling ring. Yes. <laughs> That's a good wizard. Shields and sling ring. Yeah. Um... All right, you would have to pitch to me, like in Wakanda, like what what are they using? What weaponry are they using in Wakanda? Because honestly, they did come up with something, and I think it's the dumbest. It's even it's even dumber than bows and arrows. Was was their stupid the vibranium? It absorbs all of the 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 the, the impact of all of the hits. And and when you want, it releases into a shockwave. That is our weapon. Well, have, have some mechs then who can do that. Why, why have rhinoceroses armed with vibranium? That's like so dumb. Right. So right. dumb. So, but like, so they tried to be creative with some like futuristic weapon. Was it futuristic? It was like they. So they have this really awesome weapon, and they use it for capes and spears. <laughs> Ugh. Okay. But with capes and spears, you can at least get some action out of it. You know, you have some hand-to-hand. Yeah, and I understand that that's cool action, but it's still dumb. <laughs> that's, that's what I just can't get over. I'm sorry. I that like is, the movie. I just think that part's dumb. That's fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, See, I'm kind, of, I'm kind of surprised that your best was not Wong again. I gotta say, he actually fell into my worst category this time around. Really? Really. Well, were you impressed with the character? I wasn't impressed with too many side characters. Yeah. Because they, they seemed like they were just kind of one note serving the story. And that's what Sam Raimi kind of does sometimes. Like, he has, yeah. his, he has his two or three characters that he actually draws out, and then everyone else kind of has their one character trait that they do. And I think he kind of betrayed Wong's character trait. Because Wong is, uh... Didn't he kind of seem like, um... What's the right word for it? For the, for the kind of person who would sacrifice all for the cause right he did not no and i felt like that was a major betrayal of his character when he gave up the dark hold to save we don't even know if he did save if he was successful in it saving six wizards who were basically already dead right they were buried in the rubble wanda dug them out and started torturing them and he was like no i will give her the dark hold even yep. though all of these people have died to save it, you know, and he, I, and that one person killed, like, killed herself, destroying the one right. dark hold, and I'm just gonna give it to her. Right. I'm just gonna tell her, like, yeah. didn't didn't even blink. Right. When he did it, and that was a that was a little plot device I didn't love because it was basically just like a stalling technique so right. that they could have more time in the multiverse before Wanda, you know, 
repossesses her body again. Because right. um, I, I felt kind of the same way. And it was... It, I, I honestly, for the moment there, I thought they were going to kill um, Wong's character. Um, well, I would really hated it then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wong is too good. <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, he, he was just a plot device, like you pointed out. And later on in the film, gets thrown off a mountain, and he's fine. He miraculously hit a ledge, and the yep. second time watching it, I watched very closely when he got flung off the ledge, and it's like, there's no way <laughs> that he landed, like, 20 feet below and was saved. No, he's off the mountain. He's gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then he, and then even when he came back and he showed up, like, he killed one of those big monsters, and then he helped Doctor Strange a little yeah. bit. Well, it, the uh, movie is called Doctor Strange, not Wong. So. That's true. If You know, but if you're going to have Wong... You, gotta, you know, at least don't portray his character, yeah. at the very least. So that was one of my worst. I actually had a couple other worst. I'll share them. All right. Um, one of them ha- also has to do with Wong. The attempted Marvel quip humor. <laughs> okay, you know, yeah. it, it, I felt like it kind of fell flat in a lot of instances where, where they were used it. Uh, he and Strange had this weird running joke about customs mm-hmm. that I didn't really pick up on. I thought it was okay. I, I, I didn't think it was terribly funny. I thought the final... The final gag with that joke was fine. Where it was just like, custom. Well, okay, well, yeah, you know, he kind of bows to him at the very end of the movie um, to kind of seal the deal. Like he's he does he respects him as Sorcerer Supreme. Um, I thought that was that was a nice touch. I, I don't get it. <laughs> he is the Sorcerer Supreme, so it's like yeah. But Doctor Strange, his his whole shtick is that he doesn't respect anybody. Really? Right? Yeah. He might. Right, I... He doesn't respect Peter Parker. He doesn't respect Iron Man. He just right doesn't has no respect for anybody else. Like he thinks he's above all these people. And that's oh. that's why he does all this stuff. Oh, okay. Maybe I kind of missed it, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I that kind of fell flat for me. <laughs> Anytime that they try to do that, I was just kind of like, yeah. It really, really where the comedy is strong is in the dark. The dark comedy that Sam Raimi I think really loved, but I felt like the Marvel writers like they kind of just like they're like, no, no, no. We need to put some of these in. Sam Raimi's like, oh, fine, whatever. Yeah. And we got stuck with some of these cookie jokes that I felt were just kind of cold. Yeah, I think in, in Spider-Man, mm-hmm. he did a much better job of sprinkling humor there. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot more organic in, yeah. in the Spider-Man movies where they're just kind of like funny situations or kind of like funny stuff. <laughs> and instead of that Marvel quippy humor type of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Where, where, right, there's that scene where Wong goes, you know, he sees... Uh, undead sorcerer or, or undead uh, dementor doctor strange yeah and he's like i don't even want to know <laughs> and, and it didn't really fit with the mood oh, it was kind of like a lighting a lightning of the mood but yeah it was like that was a really serious moment and maybe that was on purpose to try to say hey look things are not as occultic as they seem it's, right they're actually kind of light and funny <laughs> right like wonk should be like yeah i'm gonna have to give you a spanking after this <laughs> <laughs> right something but all right last thing that i uh really that is on my worst list. It was America Sanchez. Just her whole character, uh, I was not behind. And the more I keep thinking about it, the more I hate it. Um, you know, we can we can go into her having two moms, which is just dumb and stupid. It made no difference. We could go into her having a pride pin on her jacket. It made no difference. I, I generally did not think it was well acted. The actress that they chose for it, I don't know. Like, I think she does have experience. But when I was first just watching just a couple of her scenes at the beginning, I was just like, I'm not sold on her acting. 
And her character didn't, especially her costume, did not make, I didn't believe that she was a multiverse hopper. That, like, that was, like, the whole thing about her character. That's her one power. Theoretically, if she hops multiverses, she has no home. She's homeless. She looked like she just got out of bed. She did her hair. She did makeup. She looks great. She looks well-fed, happy, healthy. Like she's been growing up with parents the entire time. She has no tatters in her very, very immaculate clean clothes, nice shoes. It's like, no, 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 no. If you've been hopping around multiverses since you were six and you were now what? Like 16, 17? You, you should be wearing shreds. You should have nasty hair. You should be really unkept. You should be kind of wild. You know, like, we didn't get any indications of that. That should be kind of central to her character. And so, just the more I thought about that, I was like, you know what? I really didn't believe that she was a multiverse hopper. Like, deep down, they told us that, but I didn't believe it. Yeah, yeah. She didn't seem like she was a, a well-worn traveler. Yeah. They tried to set that up when she steals his, his uh, sling. Mm-hmm. Her, you know, the, the yeah. dimension, portal hopper. And if there was more of that, maybe I would have believed it. But, yeah, I... um. The the some of the character things in addition to what you said that right she didn't grab me is the whole you're powerful and you don't even know it and it was the it's the whole Captain Marvel and Ray and Mulan where she doesn't have to work for her power she just innately is powerful mm-hmm. and she just has to discover how powerful she is I was like oh, I'm 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 t- kind of tired of that <laughs> I, I'm I'm not digging it yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm glad the movie wasn't really about her. Yeah. She wasn't a central character. She was just a little plot device. Um, whatever. Like, it was, It was. yeah, Doctor Strange versus Wanda. And she was just a little part of it, which right. I thought was fine. Right. Um, the, honestly, she was just a MacGuffin. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so that the plot could happen. And, right. I, yeah, I... I there's a lot of stuff that we're not talking about that I, I really liked about the film. Like, I even liked that little memory thing when, you know, it shows the memory of Doctor Strange and, and Christine. Like, no, not, <laughs> not, not that one. Although, I guess maybe there's somewhere in the multiverse, there are uh, two females who can reproduce somehow in some strange multiverse thing. And maybe that's how it makes sense. Because, you know what? In our universe, male and female kind of required for procreation. And that's what makes things work. Not two moms. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. All right. Sorry. My moms. <laughs> uh, that was really sloppy. Both you and my father-in-law just let out the biggest sighs <laughs> when that happened. And the entire theater, I'm sure, heard you both. <laughs> like, uh, so dumb. Uh. So dumb. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It just is like... Um, that wasn't the worst bit of like diversity inclusion I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was I've seen it worse in other things. It's probably even worse in Hawkeye, where the character, you know, she, uh, Hawkeye goes to grab her bag, and she's like, "You have to take good care of this bag. My wife gave it to me." And, and it's like, guys, why don't we even put that in there? You're just putting that in there for representation. It's so dumb. Um, and so this movie wasn't as annoying to me because it served some purpose in terms of, oh, she's trying to get back to her parents. So it makes sense why you show her her parents. Like I said, maybe, maybe in, in whatever universe she came from, maybe there's somehow, I don't know. Okay. I don't want to think about it, but, um, 
I think I thought, only thought about it more than Kim Feige and his writer staff did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of representation, that was that that other bit of com- comedy in quotation marks was that whole that the little bit that they had in the cafeteria where she starts speaking Spanish. And like, oh, this Doctor Strange doesn't even know Spanish. <laughs> Whatever. And Wong was like, he doesn't even think he likes speaking English. And it was just like the weirdest exchange. Yeah. I was like, it's not that funny. Yeah, what were they, I didn't even know what they were going for in that. Were they like, like trying to show that Doctor Strange is like a bigot or something like that? <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't understand. And, and why do we assume that they have um, Spanish in other multiverses? <laughs> yeah. like, like, or, or English or any languages. Like, I, I don't... Ah, oh, it's super frustrating yeah. to me. The under Doctor uh, Strange is no Spanish. Yeah. Okay. What? <laughs> okay. All right. And, and honestly, now you're writing me what my real worst for this movie is, <laughs> is they're walking along with the in the multiverse, uh-huh. and they and right, red means go, green means stop. Eh, okay, kind of clever. I like that. And she says, "Oh yeah, most universes don't use money. I'm like yours is one yeah. of the few that does." I'm like okay. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> Please stop. It does not exist. There is no country on earth where money does not exist. You can't point to an example. It's like this fantasy land like Wakanda that you just create and use as an example for how things should be. No, it's not how things should be because it doesn't exist. It's a fantasy land. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Food is free in most multiverses. Oh, yeah. Is healthcare free too? Is that what you're about to tell me? you college free that's what i thought <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. anyway um, yeah i think I, I i agree with you i remember that i remember just like shifting uncomfortably just like are you because you know someone someone some impressionable kids young kids teenagers gen zers i'm gonna watch yeah. that and they're gonna go yeah why don't we have moneyless societies we should have just free stuff everywhere yeah it's all that free i could want like people that is not how the world works do you know why it's not how the world works it's because you are a bad and selfish person (laughs) (laughs) do you think there's any correlation with that and her being named america uh i uh, the character is from the comics yeah and so i don't know i don't know her character from the comics and what even what her powers were but i know she does stem from the comics and so maybe who knows what they did yeah yeah so it was that like she was it was first pointed out by my father-in-law that, like, she was she was a uh, um, um, uh, probably Mexican, I think, a Mexican actress, yeah. right, named America, and I was like, oh, you know, whatever, it's not that big a deal. But then it was like, oh wait, no, she has a pride pin, right? And I guess dish on her jacket is love is love. She has two moms, and then she's talking about like this moneyless society where all food is free, you know, and it's, and then her name is America. It's like. Whoever wrote her character, are they like subtly indicating that that's what they want America to be? You know uh, what I mean? Seth, I think you may be <laughs> reading too much into this. And I have been reliably informed that I was reading too much into Batman. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll just move on then. <laughs> of course, I'm crazy. Yeah. Um. I know. Um, I know. My my reviewer said that they didn't like the CGI. They thought the CGI effects were bad, and maybe some of it was not amazing. But I thought some of it was really cool and uh, and really excited. You know, good to the eye, like eye candy. Even especially when he went to the alternate dimension with the evil Doctor Strange. Yeah, like that looked amazing. I thought the set design and the effects really really cool. Um, 
I don't know. I, I just dug the look of the movie, honestly. The, so there there are some things with Marvel that look really good. I, I think Shang-Chi is actually a great example of um, where there were some sets that worked out really great. And you kind of get later on the film and you can kind of see where they start running out of money. <laughs> and then maybe some things don't look so great. Yeah. And I think this one was the other way around. A lot of the later sets, a lot of later set pieces, a lot of later action, um, you know... Um, Wanda at the um, the Sanctum Sanctor or whatever, um, really good stuff there. When she was in that maze, good stuff there. When they're running away from her and she's the zombie hobbling after them, right? Yeah, great visual effects, storytelling, all of that. In the beginning with that squid eyeball monster, I think that's where I was like, ooh, that doesn't look quite ground like the lighting. Something was off. Something yeah. was up with that monster. Yeah. And then when Wanda showed up at the um, uh, Carmitage, Carmitage mm-hmm. and they were having that discussion in the sky, it was obviously green screened. And flight flight is really hard to do. I'm sure. Uh, and, and make it look convincing. And then you have to have, you know, then, then they're in a fake environment to boot. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's sad with. With Marvel leaning on it so much, um, you hate to see it, but um, actually I saw in the Corridor crew, like, with Shang-Chi when they were doing that, they um, they shot most of that in broad daylight. And so because it's supposed to be dark, because it's like a dark environment, they actually put up, like, these screens yeah. to try to shade it. Yeah, and, and, diffuse and, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and so they had these hard lines where you could see where that diffuser ends and then the bright light hit. Yeah. And so the visual effects talk was... Uh, director was talking about it he said anything past that line was completely visual you know we had to completely build cg environments that passed that line and it was so manufactured in in shang chi it just like uh it like it honestly almost ruined the, like the entire shang chi for me like yeah. that entire end thing so it, you know it wasn't that bad in dr strange but i it haunts me even today when i see stuff like that when you can't even do a green screen right you know you've got two characters ca- talking and it kind of th- really throws me for a loop. Um, I think the worst example of that was in Infinity War at the beginning when uh, the aliens show up in New York for the first time. Mm-hmm. Iron Man was at Doctor Strange's place. Yeah. And then they're going out. And then um, Iron Man and the Hulk have that little exchange where he's like, are you going to bring the Hulk out or not? And yeah. he's trying to... So that's so poorly green screened. Really? Okay. Yeah, I'd have to show it to you, but you 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 you'd see it. Really. All right. But anyways, I, I, I just I really like that movie, so maybe I'm just blinded to <laughs> any mistakes. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, that's my little tangent on hating Marvel movies doing all these green screen things. I wish that they would ground it a little bit better. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, did you know that uh, Doctor Strange actually got an award? Well, not an award, but. Uh... <laughs> It, it actually it got a really high rating. It it was it was rated the the number one movie to take your children to see this week. <laughs> um, you'll never know who actually handed them that that award on it listed on their website. It was actually the uh, the, the Catholic Diocese of Rome. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you never would have thought saw it coming, but um. <laughs> Anyways, um, that dumb joke. But 
All joking aside, I was actually quite interested in what the Catholics had to say about it. So I found a Catholic review. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, Go for it. Joseph McAleer, writing for the Catholic News Service, um, I guess gave it an A3 rating. A3 is for adults. You know, okay. it's generally like that, that was his, his rating, right? Uh, Multiverse of Badness is a wash in silliness and mumbo jumbo, <laughs> mixing sorcery, the occult, and religious imagery. Sensible viewers will not take this seriously, but impressionable ones may need guidance that this is all harmless make-believe. The film contains uh, pervasive occult dialogue and action, some stylized violence, fleeting gory images, and a handful of crude and profane terms. The Catholic News Service classification is A3 for adults. So, actually quite uh, quite well said, I think. Yeah. I think I was telling you on Sunday that there was a review that I saw, a popular YouTuber who was like, yeah, I hope this movie is a gateway for people to watch more horror stuff. Um, oh. And... Uh, Right, horror is not my jam. Mm-hmm. Or I think it's really hard to redeem the horror genre um, than it is some of these other genres. Not saying it's impossible. I right, it's not for me. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've not seen a good horror movie because I don't watch horror movies. Um, but I'm not sure that's where we want. I, I recommend funneling people. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm not sure that this movie is going to get anybody into the occult. I don't think so. Um, Actually, did I did I give you my best yet? Maybe, yeah. Well, what is it? Um, my best for this film, I think, were the rock undertones of the soundtrack. Do you remember any of that? <sighs> See, I listened. I've been listening to the soundtrack uh, today, getting ready for, for this review, and I'm yes. not, not really um, connecting with the... There, um, it's not a lot. I did actually listen to some of the soundtrack also. It's on one track called, I think it's like a cup of tea or something like that. Okay. Um, and it's where Doctor Strange gets drugged. And as he's down, it moves into the montage of explaining the dreamwalking. Okay. When yeah. Wanda first dreamwalks. And there's kind of like some rock. There's like a bass line. Yeah. I, and there's some drums and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That really gave it kind of like a, um, uh, a cult classic Halloween vibes. Really? Yeah, for me. Okay. And uh, I actually really liked it. That was probably one of the best movie moments. Okay. It was yeah and like they had all those you know the blurry images coming in and then her eyes opening in the background and yeah it was like whoa like it got really trippy there for a second yeah it, <laughs> it was, was good kind of, like i think that <laughs> a lot of things border on being too much like it's kind of silly like that montage and the way it's stylized <laughs> is i could see some people was going that's just a joke <laughs> right this whole filmmaking is a joke i i, I really liked it i i think for me is I just I really like the choices and I don't I mean maybe I'm just a Sam Raimi fan yeah and so I'm I'm with that but I guess I could see somebody going in and going I don't like any of his choices mm. I think it was all too campy or too ridiculous or it didn't make any sense and too violent but for me it mostly hit like every single note for me yeah yep I agree I um I see I think I like it a little bit less than you but I'm kind of with you on what you're saying it's um it's stylized it's it's different and um in the end it's 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 pretty good it's pretty good all right any other final thoughts on dr strange in the multiverse of madness besides the fact that it needs to be a shorter title um no i think uh for me this this turned out to be like a kind of like a jalapeno brat you know it's it's really good but you know some people just they won't go near it it's too spicy yeah (laughs) i think this is um sensational 
uh, brisket. Um, oh. You know, oh. really fantastic. Maybe there's something better out there. I don't know. But when I'm when I'm watching it, when I'm eating it, it's like this is really good. I, I don't know what the what the problem is here. I don't know. Uh, is something wrong with me? I'm not sure. I I, I, I like it. Am I say I love it? I, I don't know. I, I just I really dug it. Please listen to my caveats and and what we've discussed here because yep. I think I agree with a lot of the criticisms that are hurled. But yep, I'm a fan. Can't wait to I can't wait to watch it again. Uh, thank you for listening. Yeah, we appreciate it. Hanging through this conversation. Uh, if you have any thoughts, please let us know. Yeah. Uh, like, share, subscribe if you feel like any of those things. Yeah. Let um, us know uh, how you felt and what was your experience uh, watching this film. We uh, we love to hear it. Yeah. But uh, I guess for our show, I'm Nathaniel and I'm Seth and this has been the Bad Dads.